right, welcome to the Red Triangle Sports Podcast. Uh, talking Blue Mountain Fantasy Baseball tonight. Have with me Kyle Stramara, who is uh, shuffling around some papers or something. For you guys, can I apologize. Get just getting ready. Kyle, what's going on, man? Uh, not much. Just got done uh, a softball game. I play on a very terrible team. We finally got a win, so that was exciting. Did you hit a bomb? I didn't. I hit a, <laughs> hit a triple, though. Nice. A legit triple. Nice. Um, yeah, so it's been a little while. Um, I guess we haven't done one in probably two weeks. A lot's been going on. You know, you went to Italy. My house is for sale. Um, a lot's been going on. Shane's girlfriend's birthday was yesterday, so that's why he's not here tonight. Um, that's suspect. Not really. I got a question, though. Is this, uh, is this still considered a multi-man hangout if it's just you and me? Um, my dog's down here with me, so we got three. Nice. Good. Yeah, Gr- Griff is filling in for Shane. Probably get the same level of expertise, uh, that we get out of Shane from him, so. Um, one thing I do know is that since Shane's not here, uh, shouldn't be too controversial tonight, so. That's true. He seems to have, uh, some strong opinions, and I don't think we're gonna spend, um, too much time talking about the illegal roster nonsense. Um, I just maybe a quick thought from you on it. Maybe. Oh, sorry. I just had someone tell me my internet connection was bad. Wonder if my wife paid the bills. <laughs> Did you hear my question? No, I didn't. I'm sorry. I uh, just was looking for a quick thought from you on the whole illegal roster nonsense. <sighs> I feel strongly about this. I always have. Um, if you have an illegal roster, you pay. You just the consequences are what they are. Uh, at this point, as far as I knew, maybe I'm wrong. I'm sure I'll be corrected if I'm wrong. <laughs> A legal lineup means no stats for the day. And I just think that's what it should come down to. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I guess you know, as Zach pointed out, we did vote to only eliminate the stats from the extra players I guess the hard part's been that I think we've had probably nine or ten illegal rosters this season and I'm not sure that that's how we've addressed it so that's where the confusion comes in I guess um, apparently if your team's good it matters if your team's bad they just say oh I don't care I don't yeah. know, I don't know. Um, we just we need to tighten up the rules this off season. that's what needs to happen uh, we just need to get it all on paper, figure it out. Whatever the rules are, we'll play by them, but we just need to have rules. Yeah, and you know, one thing that I think we need to consider too is, you know, sometimes it's not always the best rule that we should put in place or the fairest rule. It's the one that's actually most doable. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think it's really hard to eliminate the extra stats from a player. I understand the thought process behind it and I think that it's probably the fairest way to go about things but I'm not sure it's doable and I'm not sure anybody wants to put in the time to do it um personally I'm a little bummed that CBS does not allow you to like even allows you to have an illegal roster um I mean in ESPN if you try and put an extra player in an outfield spot you literally can't do it it doesn't let you save your lineup doesn't necessarily change the fact that if you don't start a shortstop you still have an illegal lineup but 
Um, you know, I think maybe the website could do a little cleaning up too with how it handles, you know, not completely filling your roster. But that's, I guess, neither here nor there. I think we've talked about how we have to use CBS because of the intricacies of our league. Um, but I think we need to, you know, like you said, tighten up the rules and leave the things open that we want to leave open and interpret it as votes. But we also need to keep in mind of the things that, like I said, um, we can actually do and people are going to be willing to do. Yeah, and I mean, I don't, I don't say that in a way to take a shot at anybody or any group of people. I, I, I wonder if that's how that came off. We know you would never take a shot at anybody. You ride the fence I, like no other. Someone's got to. <laughs> I, I just think at the end of the day, we just need to put it all on paper, figure it out. And, you know, the league's going a different direction than when we initially started, and that's fine. I mean, I prefer it didn't, but it, it's a life. That's what's happening. Um, so we need to adjust accordingly. Yeah, so I agree. I think that's just what it comes down to, and that's fine. So we move on. Yeah, totally cool either way. Just got to figure it out. Um, just going to take the um, 16 intelligent individuals that we are getting together in a room and uh, just figuring it out. So not You're a giving Burkhart and Bay too much credit by saying intelligent. Um. Yeah, maybe. I don't. Don't know those guys well enough to necessarily take that shot, but I'll take your word for it. Take a shot at Shane, then, at least. Take a shot at somebody. It's too easy. <sighs> yeah. Um, you know. Even if even if Shane says something, no one's going to answer him. So. That's true. And it's a, I feel like anything we talk about, it's going to be 15 versus 1 or 14 versus 2. You know Shane's going to be on the short end of the stick on... <laughs> you get that? Shane's going to be on the short end of the stick. All right. Um, so we've seen some trades happen the uh, last couple weeks or so. Uh, it's been a little crazy as far as uh, just activity in the league. I want to know who you think's made the biggest splashes in the trade market, um, you know, improving their team here for the playoff run. Yeah, so I think the big one that jumps out to me is Zach. I think Zach made a huge splash. Um, you know, giving up Lamb, surprised that he did that. Um, but he did a good job filling in third base with Frazier in a different deal. Um, you know, you got to be excited about getting Noah Syndergaard. He uh, helped out his issue with getting stolen bases by grabbing Billy Hamilton, who's been surprisingly a lot better than I thought he'd be. So, yeah, um, I think he's, I think he's done a nice job doing what he's got to do. I mean, then he grabbed a couple relievers and um, Kane from the sure. I mean, he's made a lot of noise. He's made it clear he's going to try and win this year. Yeah, his team's legit. Um, probably the best roster in the league right now. Um, you know, he's got Kimbrel on his DL still, so he brings him back eventually and pairs him with Britton. Araldis Chapman, Kenley Jansen, and uh, Sung Wan Oh. That's a ridiculous bullpen. Uh, don't see anybody competing with that. Uh, like you said, it's it's nice to get Cindergard. Um, I think we had a little bit of conversation through text that for the rest of this season, I may prefer Lamb uh, just because Cindergard's elbow concerns me. But then, you know, the other night he's back there throwing BBs again and. Didn't really seem like it was an issue at all. 
Um, I don't know. Lamb, Lamb at seven bucks, probably one of the better keepers in the league right now. If you buy him, what he's doing, uh, I j- I've always had a hard time making long-term investments in pitching, and uh, I don't know. Syndergaard seems like he could be close to uh, maybe getting that elbow looked at a little closer. So, long-term, um, don't know how much I love the Syndergaard for Lamb swap, but uh, being like you said, being able to add Frazier makes a whole ton of sense. Uh, he goes about and does that. I thought the biggest thing is um, Zach did a tremendous job of really just adding a crap ton of picks in the offseason. Um, and he nailed a lot of them, which gave him a lot of minor league depth to be able to make some of these moves. Uh, it's really been kind of magical the way he's able been able to maneuver the salary cap and put together what is basically an all-star team. Um but, you know, he gets some help with Tim Anderson on his team at zero, Dylan Overton at zero, and Steven Matz at zero. So he basically has three free roster spots uh, that allows him to, you know, take on the salary that he's taking on in trades. But uh, it hasn't come necessarily free. I mean, he had to drop a guy like Brett Gardner, um, drop Starlin Castro. So those are some guys that uh, I know you picked up Gardner and then dropped him for Castro later, but... Um, you know, whenever you start adding players like this, you do have to cut players that should be owned. Um, so that's the one downfall of having to do this. You kind of eliminate your depth. So, yeah, let me, ex- I got I feel like I need to explain that situation with Gardner just cause <laughs> it was, I claimed him obviously and then dropped him. Um, I don't like how the website doesn't allow you to, if you get your first claim, decide you don't want your second. So financially, I couldn't have Gio Gonzalez and Gardner. And the Gio was another guy he had to drop. And I definitely wanted the pitching help. Gardner was, if I couldn't get Gio, it would be nice to have Gardner. And I ended up with both. So I ended up having to drop Gardner and move on. But it would be nice if they added that feature. Well, I guess the only way you could do it is if you put in to drop the same player that you added for one and two, right? Yeah, I guess that would work. But you, I don't think you dropped anybody when you made that. You just added them to the club. Yeah, because I uh, had moved Reed to the minors. To yeah. So that may be the one way around that moving forward. Um, didn't think it was a big deal, you know. You seem to be the one person that adds and drops someone five minutes apart all the time. So not a big deal. Just what we come to expect from you. Um, <laughs> any other splashes? I mean... I think you and I made probably smaller splashes. Uh, you adding Jose Abreu, myself adding uh, Miguel Cabrera, Justin Verlander, but I lost Jose Abreu in that deal. Um, you know, I don't think we both did anything crazy, but I think we both improved our ball clubs. Yeah, anything to get uh, Jason Hayward out of my lineup was going to help me out. He's I mean, been awful. Bino, kudos to winning that deal. Yeah. Not like you gave up a ton to get him, but, uh, yeah. No, I mean, at the end of the day, it cost me three average pitching prospects to get a Brave. Because yeah. I put it all together. So, whatever. Yeah, Verlander. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about having Verlander and Miggy. Um, as much as I've loved having Jose Abreu the last couple of years, um, 
starting to get a little worried about him. You take the chance now. I guess you have no worries about Abreu, or are you just hoping that he's going to be better than Hayward? At the end of the day, I just assume he's better than Hayward. Um, I read one article, I forget who even wrote it, that said Abreu's ready for a breakout in the second half with his peripherals. Everything looks good. He's just not hitting the ball to the park. So, whether that's true or not, I took that guy's word for it. Seemed like a legit, legit website when I was on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and I don't like anything I see from Hayward at this point. So um, we talked. I talked with him about Pujols a little bit, um, but he seemed like he said Abreu would be easier to get because um, he thinks cap-wise um, it'd be tougher to move Abreu. So I said, all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. And there's there's not a lot of other options out there at this point. No, and you know if buy, it comes down to so. a Bray or Pujols, I'd much rather have a Bray. Um, and if the player I want more is cheaper than the player I want less, then yeah, go for it, right? Yeah. A couple of other guys out there, I guess, would be um, you know Brandon still has Benzo burst. Um, gotta feel like he's gonna want to move him at some point. Um. You know, Tom still has Adam Wainwright, I think. Does. So you got to feel like him and Jimmy Nelson probably going to be on the move. No, he's been shopping both those guys around for a little while now. Um, who else? Anyone else you're thinking could be changing uh, squads here? I mean, Darvish just got traded today. Yeah. Um,. There's not a lot left. I mean, I think I wouldn't be surprised if Jose Reyes went somewhere if he, you know, heats up a little bit. Um, I mean, hitting at the top of that order. He's been good. Yes, he hasn't been. He hasn't been great. I mean, he's batting like just above 200. Yeah, it hasn't been a big sample size. He has. He's what three bombs already? Three homers, uh, two stolen bases, and he added a third one tonight, I believe. Yeah, so, I mean, that's someone I've reached out to Burkhardt about. I'll be honest, I'm on the air here. Um, he doesn't have a ton of other guys that I think would move. Maybe Melky Cabrera, if someone needs an outfielder that's, you know, above average. Um, but, there's, I mean, the teams that are selling really got gutted fast, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, Day basically has no one left that he's willing to move. I asked about a handful of guys, and he just said no. Um, which is fine. I don't love that response, but... What's Andy going to do? What do you think? That's the one guy, actually, that I think will sell. Um, but with his work right now, I don't see him having the time to talk about it. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Maybe he doesn't move people. I, I mean, I wanted to talk to him about Ortiz at some point. I mean, his contract's up here. So I thought he would be on the move. Bautista. Mortiz, Bautista, and Posey, all expiring contracts. Um, definitely makes them um, all candidates to be moved, but, you know, Andy's also a guy that values those fourth-round picks, or the comp picks. So, I think you'd have to really make him make him move those guys. Yeah, I mean, I think he goes out and gets Posey again next year, too. He loves his catchers that get extra at-bats. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, Posey's nice that when he's not catching, plays first base. And even though he has not, um, even though he's not had the best season, I think he's still the top catcher, or at least top two. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I mean, I've asked, I've asked him about uh, Joey Bats too, but I have literally no roster flexibility right now. Um, trying to move David Price. Uh, the other person that's normally on the show with us needs a pitcher desperately, but for some reason, uh, he just does not want to make a trade. Feels like his team's good enough as it is. So, um, I guess we can now get into our next question. Um, are there any teams out there that have been act- inactive that should be more active? Um, I think it's got to be Shane. Yeah, I think I think Shane needs to make a couple moves. Um I would have liked to see my brother make a couple moves, but at the same time, I feel like they've missed the market unless someone else starts to sell. Like well, all right, to sell. let's talk about Frank um, before we get into Shane, because sure. he's been ravaged with the Kershaw injury. Um, pretty devastating that now he got shut down, no timetable for a return. Um Kershaw is a K-7 out of 8. I feel like he should move him <laughs> and get two or three pieces because as much as we all have loved Frank's team on this podcast, he's not going to get it done with this ball club right now. Yeah, and these are the conversations we've been having now since I got back from Italy. Um you know, he, he wants to move Kershaw, but he doesn't want to just give him away, which is understandable. Um, he actually talked to me about an offer he was going to throw at sure just minutes before we got on here. Uh, that I don't think sure does, but at least my brother, the wheels are turning. He's, he's talking about moving him, um, but I don't know. Well, I, know I told sure, him I'm interested. Sure. I said, okay. I'll give you some things for him. Sure he said, hasn't made an offer. Sure said he had made an offer to your brother, and Frank basically said that it needs to include at least DeGrom or Lindor. Yeah. Um, and at that point, at least a week ago, Brandon wasn't willing to budge on that, but, you know, things change. I don't know. Hard. To, I, I could see him parting with DeGrom. I know he's not a huge Lindor fan, but I think that guy's numbers have just spoken for what kind of a fantasy player he is. I know I'll be the first to admit I'm dead wrong, or was dead wrong about Francisco Lindor. So, um, yeah, he's a guy, Kershaw's a guy that I could see adding to my ball club too. Um, I don't know. I, I I'm a little scared off by the back. He's had back issues before. And I just, you know, you worry about if you make a trade for somebody like this and you're in contention right now, um, are you getting a guy that doesn't throw again this year? And that's scary right now. Yeah, when I talked to him, I asked him what he'd want for Kershaw. He said, 
like he normally says, uh, Harper and Arenado. Harper said, and Arenado. Yeah, I said, can we have an actual conversation here? And he just always blows it off. I mean, I had to beg him last year to take Kershaw for Cruz and Cueto and their expiring contracts. Beg him. <laughs> I was like, I don't see what you're missing out on. You're giving up a guy that his contract's up, and you're getting the better pitcher. Yeah, but you got the title, so. Yeah, I'm fine with the deal now. Yeah, whatever. yeah, I know. Yeah, so. I'd like to get Kershaw back. Yeah, I mean. Uh, or I mean, Cueto. I'd take Cueto back. I was thinking about making you um, an offer with Cueto involved. Let's um, talk right now. No, not on the air. <laughs> not on the air. We can talk though later. Um, I don't know. Like I said, the the fact that I'm at three ten with no roster flexibility is just killing me. So uh, it makes it hard to do something. But oh well. Um, I like my team, uh, and I think with my pitching staff, I might be able to win four or five games on most teams and then hopefully steal two offensively because the one thing that I've been tossing around my head a lot here is, you know, everybody wants to build this super team right now. And I know Zach has this ridiculous squad right now, part of because he's the eight seed, I think, right now, and he has to get in the playoffs first. But once you're in the playoffs, you don't have to win 13-1. Right. You just got to win 7-6, 7-6-1. Um, so that's the one thing I've been thinking about. Like, I feel like I'm probably going to make the playoffs and can I win seven games? And the last couple weeks I've played against teams that are playoff eligible and I think I've been tying them seven, seven. I beat Shane seven, six, one beat Jordan seven, six, one Jordan's a seller now, but he wasn't then. And you and I tied seven seven, and I'm going toe to toe with Billy this week too. So, um, I, I would have beat you if I was in the country. You probably would have. Um, I I didn't have a bad week that week. It was a good game. <clears throat> I made no moves. That's I okay. <laughs> no, I'm just giving you a hard time. No, that's fine. I had twelve stolen bases <clears throat> against you, which was ridiculous. But I saw that. That was impressive. Yeah, you had six wins, and this week Billy has nine wins against me. I, I don't know how this stuff's happening, but whatever. Uh, let's take a look at the scores this week. Um, like I said, Billy and I going toe-to-toe. Right now I'm up 8-5-1, but just a couple days ago it was 3-10-1 in favor of Billy. So that one's really been back and forth. Um, Shane up 10-3-1 on Cody. Cody has beat Billy once before earlier this year. Um Burkhart up seven six one over Sure. Bino up eight six over Fick. That's huge. I need yeah. Bino to cash in on that. Is he gonna get his first win? Uh he, he ever, won last he, la- he won last week. Okay, he got it. He beat Burkhart pretty bad actually, I think. Okay. Um Congratulations, Bino. I'm sorry <laughs> I missed it. Destiny's up nine five over Jordan. Um Brave Boys down 11-3 to the Stallions which also is the name of a gay bar in Harrisburg um Choo Choo Malloy Boys Zach's told me that plenty of times <laughs> Choo Choo Malloy Boys 9-3-2 over the Matadors we still uh, don't know 
is. Still don't know what a Malloy Boy is, and Kingdom Come, eleven three over the Fanatics. Um, any thoughts on those scores there? Um, I think I think I would have expected Frank to be up a little bit more than that against a team that just sold. Um, I mean, I guess the guys are just moving off his roster now. Big surprise for me, though, the thing that sticks out like crazy is the fact that the Malloy boys are giving it to the Matadors. I mean, I know he's busy, but his roster's a lot better than Tom's. Tom's having a nice week. Uh, 11 homers. Um, and a lot of those categories are really close, so that could flip uh, rather quickly. But uh, how can we not talk about talk about Bino over Fick? Fick's been the yeah. hottest team in the league. Um, and, you know, say what you want about being up selling early and, you know, not getting the best of his deals or whatever, you know, not getting full value on his guys. He's still running out a legal roster every night competing. Um, Jed Jerko, monster week for him. Corey Seager, um, another one of those exciting young shortstops we have in the game. And Bossman Jr. Upton is just having a resurgence. And he's making a case to be a keeper again here in 2016 in the Blue Mountain Fantasy Baseball Champions League. Well, he doesn't have a lot of options to keep, so I wouldn't be surprised. He's um, going gonna to get traded, though. Um, be interesting to see where he ends up. Speaking of other people that might get moved, if Peralta can put it together at all. Well, he's on the DL right now with a thumb injury. Is he? Yeah. Because I had thought about making an offer for him because I don't love having Travis Shaw at third base. But, um, unfortunately, not a whole lot out there. And since I started shopping Travis Shaw, he's hit two homers. So, as dumb as that is, now I like him. So, um. (laughs) You want Jose Ramirez? No, I want Nolan Arenado back. That's what I want. Never gonna happen. That's fine. Cueto for Arenado. The two guys that we fleeced each other on the last two years. Yeah, I'm happy with my fleecing. Yeah, that's fine. You would like to have Cueto in his 13 wins. Um, and I'll get Parra back soon, too, so I'm excited about that. All right, before we move on, can I just point out that Ian Kinsler is the best second baseman in the world? He's been good. He's been really good. Um, He's 20 homers, dude. Where is this coming from? Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk lately about whether the players are back on the juice or whether the baseball's juiced. Yeah. I'm absolutely fascinated as to why we just can't have someone cut a foul ball open and find out if the baseballs are juiced. Like, what does it mean that the baseballs are juiced? Does that mean that there's a, a rubber ball inside it? Why can't somebody catch a foul ball? Slice that thing open and tell everybody what's inside it. Am I, mis- am, I mi- am I missing something? I feel. I like don't know th- what they mean either. I feel like it should be the easiest question to answer in the world. And there's like articles and articles being written about is the ball juiced? And I'm just sitting here, you know, in Bowmansville, Pennsylvania, yelling at them. Find out. Cut the ball open. It's not that big a deal. But, yeah. you know. You think it maybe has something to do with the temperature? Because I know that was always a thing. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of things being thrown around um, 
I listen to the Fangraph podcast, Paul Sporer and uh, Eno Saris. Those two guys do a great job. And Eno, around the All-Star break, was covering this. And he asked the commissioner uh, <laughs> why home runs are up. And the commissioner said that it has a lot to do with the fact that uh, teams are now hitting their best players in the two-hole in the lineup, and they're getting more at-bats. And Eno's response was, your answer lacks believability. (laughs) So, I thought that was funny that he said it that way, but there there has to be something with the baseballs. The other thing that, you know, and I coach baseball too, and a lot of coaching instructors nowadays, you know, when we were growing up, it was choke up, put the ball in play, you know, short swing with two strikes, got it. You know, these guys nowadays, it, it it's not a big deal to strike out 200 times in the season if you're going to hit 30 bombs. It's just the sure. philosophy in baseball has changed today. Guys want people that can put up runs, and you put up runs by hitting the ball over the fence. So, I think it could be a combination of the baseballs, the temperature, the sabermetrics, and the batting order that people are putting together. Um, you know, like I said, the the approach the hitters are taking, and I think some of it also has to do with the fact that we've seen velocity in baseball really tick up. And the harder you throw a baseball, the straighter it's going to go. And these guys are still professional hitters, and they can turn 96 around in a hurry, um, even though you know the average Joe wouldn't even be able to see it. So I think it's a combination of a lot of things. I don't know. But to have a guy like Kinsler in his age 34 season with 20 bombs in 93 games makes you wonder what's going on. You feel like it's got to be something. I think he's been trained with Brett Boone. Brett Boone, uh, total roidhead for at That's least right. one season. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, that was some good conversation though. Who else do you think? So you talked about Frank needs to make a move. Let's get back to Shane. Yeah. Um, Adam Duvall. Can, He's going to be awful in the second half. Right? You think so? Well, here's the thing. He, sh- he should be. He was hitting like 190 in the 10 games before the All-Star break, and he's hitting like 190 in the 10 games after. So, I don't know. I mean, this guy came out of nowhere. Don't feel like... So you're he- saying he should trade him? I'm saying he can't rely on him. Um, Dude, I- I'm going to be honest. When I look at his lineup, I think it's pitiful. <laughs> like, I'm not trying his, to be rude. His offense, you mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Encarnacion's good. Altuve's good. After that, I look at these... Sorry, Marte's good. After that, I look at these guys, and I'm like, how is he winning? Well, Castellanos... Um, oh, that's true. Sorry, I missed him. Not much different than Will Myers, in my opinion. You know, a guy that we've highly touted who's breaking out at age 25. Um, totally believable. Uh, I like what Castellanos has been doing. Um, the other guy that you missed, Justin Turner, had a damn good season last year. Got shortened by a, an infection. Missed some time 
uh, or rushed his way back to be ready for opening day. Said that he wasn't healthy to start the season. Feel like the guy's healthy now. Um, he's been one of the best hitters in baseball the last month. So I still like Turner. Um, I like Wilmer Flores. Yeah, we know you like Wilmer. And he's been really good when they let him play. Um, but that doesn't always happen. But I kind of agree. You know, Shane every day tells me how much he thinks he has the best offense in the league. And every week, the guy puts up ridiculous numbers. But same as you, every week I look at his team and I'm like, this team sucks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it, I don't know. I'm like offended when I look at it. Yeah, the the it's one crazy. the one thing that he does really well, um, obviously stolen bases between Harrison Altuve and Marte, and the other thing that you know Shane does better than everybody is, he he's gonna get more at bats than you every single week, because he just has a couple rotating doors in his lineup, yeah. but. You know, I as much as I just made fun of his offense, the part of his team that I feel like he needs to add on to is the pitching. Um, you know, he still has a guy like, well, I guess he doesn't have him rostered anymore. I was going to say Patrick Corbin, who's been awful. Um, you know, Samarja, Shields, I don't know. And I've been trying to sell him David Price. But he won't budge. Um, and at this point, he said he feels like he's pitching so bad that even adding Price won't put him ahead of some of the other teams. So That's uh, fair. I don't know if it's true, though. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to have a really good pitching staff now with all the teams that we have. I just... Zach's done it, but that's about it. I like my pitching staff. Alright. You don't like it? No, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I think it's tough to have a really good one. Yeah. Oh. No, pitching. Yours is good. I'm not saying it's not We good. just spent all this time talking about how the balls are juiced and balls are flying out of the yard. So, yeah. Obviously, the counterpoint on that is that it's hard to put together a good pitching staff. Um, yeah. <clears throat> You've seen guys that have built their teams around their pitching staff, like Frank and Cody. Um, you've seen what's now happened to them after some injuries, and it's not yeah. pretty. Cody's another team <clears throat> that I feel like probably needs to make a move, too. Um, Aaron Nola was outstanding first half. Hasn't been as outstanding since... Um, Michael Fulmer's really been the guy that's come up and saved the season. He moved Matt Harvey, which um, I don't want to take a shot at Jordan here, but I can't believe anybody took a shot on Matt Harvey after that whole situation. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Um, I guess I think he's $5, maybe 7 since he's probably got extended. Um, but that just... Feels like bad news. That thoracic outlet syndrome is a career ender. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean the good news is it's not a lot of money he's locked into. Um, so I mean it's not a terrible risk. 
I wouldn't have done it. But. Yeah. AJ Ramos has 31 saves. Did you know that? Nope. Yeah, I didn't either. It's a lot of saves right now. That's wild. Um, but yeah, I feel like Cody's probably an offensive player and a pitcher away from doing what he's predicted he's going to do and win the title. Um, and since we're talking about who's going to win the title, I wanted to get who you think the five best teams in the league are. Okay. I can do that. And, you know, um, I think I'm I know. Top five. I, I don't put yourself first because I don't think that you think you have the best team in the league. But maybe no, I'm I think right. I'm top five. You asked for top five. Yeah. I'm not going to order them right away. Let me name them first. You're top five. You're right. Um, I think Billy's top five. Yep. I think. <clears throat> I think Frank is top five. I think you're top five. And I think... <sighs> mm, I want to take Frank out, I think. Yeah, Frank's not no, there I... for me. But he might be for me. Zach's in now with his new roster. Has to be. Has to be. And I think that bumps Frank out because I think Cody's in there. You do think Cody's in there? Okay. I don't know. I don't buy Shane's offense. I mean, you think he needs pitching. I don't buy Shane. I don't think he can be this, I hate to use the word lucky, but lucky. I think he's getting the most out of what he's got. If his team makes a run in the playoffs, it will be the first time that a team has gone <clears throat> um, starting pole to finish line just red hot the whole season. Yeah. If I mean, I don't want to face him. I'm, no. Don't get me wrong. But I think, he's a, I think he's a very good owner. I don't think he has the best team, though. No. That's what it comes down I think he's outworked everybody. Um, and he's done well with it. Top top three for me are Billy, Zach, and yourself. Um, I think I'd probably go Zach, Billy, you. Um, I think I would put myself four right there with you. You know, you said that if you were in the country, you would have beat me, but we went toe-to-toe. And I think it would be... The one thing that, going back to the home runs and everything in baseball... That's really hurt your team, I think. That home runs are kind of widespread across baseball because you had the biggest, um, you know, power hold. And now that guys like Ian Kinsler, even though he's on your team, are hitting like 20 home runs right now, that really, you know, closes the gap, I think. Yeah. I don't know if you agree with that or not. Yeah, I think I think that's a fair assessment. I think... I've always built on having very good power offense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think a lot of teams have a lot of power now. You're right. Um, all right, so I said my top four, fifth. It's got to be either Cody, Shane, or Frank. Um, I'll say Frank with Kershaw. Cody, if Frank doesn't have Kershaw. 
and Shane is going to be so pissed. <laughs> I think I think Fick. I mean, he's been red hot. He's a team that I mean I considered. Obviously, I threw him in there. Well, yeah, him adding him adding Darvish is huge. Um, we didn't really spend too much time talking about that, but thought that was like, a great deal by him today. I like all the contingencies on that trade. Yeah, that was wild. It took me like reading it three times to actually understand what happened. Well, yeah, I, I read it in between innings at my softball game, and I was like, wait, if he goes for $60 next year, he gets... <laughs> like, I, I thought that's what the 60 and 70 were. I didn't like read it word for word. I was like, he's not going to go for 60. He's definitely not going for 70. So that was stupid, Burkhart. But then I read it, and it makes a lot more sense. And that's funny. Um, I think a lot of this is going to depend on who gets those top two seeds. It's going to be such an advantage being able to sit around for three weeks. Yeah. And I don't think I'm going to be one of the top three. No, I don't either. The top, top two, I mean. I I have a tough schedule moving forward. Yeah. You still have Shane, right? No. So I have my brother, Zach, and Cody. Wow. After this cakewalk with that. Yeah, I have um, Brandon... Cody and Zach. Yeah, and but I think I, I'm playing. Billy I think I'll right be now. all right at least for my division. I'll win my division, but after that, it's going to be tough. So, real quick, how's it work again with the playoffs? Can you go over the format? Um, I can try. Um, so, oh wait, it's new, right? It's eight. Yeah, eight so, teams get in. So, top two teams get a buy. And then, what's that leave us with? Six? I think the top four teams get a yeah, top buy four for week one. And then the other four play each other. So five plays eight, and six plays seven. And then they, they would play three, three and four. four. And then the winner of that would play one and two. Okay. So, yeah, it's huge getting that buy to the final four. Um Right now, it looks like Billy's going to be one of those teams. 122 wins, best record in the league. And, uh, you know, as much as we just talked about Shane, he's right there too. So, those are the two guys that would reap those benefits right now. Shane's got a tough schedule too, winding up um, just like you and I do. He has Cody right now this week, who we said he's up 11-3 right now. Then he plays Billy, Jordan, and Caleb. So the fact that Jordan is kind of sold um, helps him out a little bit. Um, and then when we look at Billy's schedule, uh, winding up here, Billy has Shane, um, Andy, and Tom. So Billy will be one of the top two seeds. Um for the playoffs, so we're all kind of playing for that second spot right now. Uh, prerequisite is that you have to win the division, so Cody, even if you finish with the second best record in the league, if Billy has the first best record, unfortunately, uh, you're going to be playing in that first round, which sucks, but yeah, I would be pretty upset about that. Kind of is what it is, you know. Yeah, I had the second best record last year, and I didn't win my division. Yeah, that was frustrating. Yeah. Thank you, Jordan, for not changing the name. That would have pissed me off. <laughs> so, yeah, I wanted to talk about Jordan's team, too. Um, he sold off some pieces. 
um, you know, once he decided that he didn't have a team to make a run at it, when I had first asked him about Todd Frazier, said he wasn't moving him, decided to move him to, um, to Zach's team. And now, when you look at um, Jordan's team, it's not much different um, than like a Beano's team. Uh, not a ton of keepers. You know, you have Tehran at two dollars, Chris Sale at nine dollars, Harvey at nine dollars next year if he chooses to keep him. Um, J.D. Martinez at twenty-two, Scope at six. Chris Davis at five. You know, none of these guys are huge names. My question um, related to Jordan's team is, I think it was two years ago, we saw him um, be have the worst record in the league. Turned around last year, had the best record in the league. But are we looking at Jordan going through another rebuilding process? Um, yeah, I think we are. Uh, so, I don't know. If I'm him, and this is just what I think, uh, I would move Sale and get multiple good pieces back. Um, being a K4, I mean, you can extend him. Um, but I think he's the valuable piece on his squad that he should move. Yeah, I, mean, I can And speaking of other people that are available to move, I think... Jason Kipnis needs to go before people don't have enough room to get handle him in their roster. He's having a really nice season too. Because I, I don't assume he keeps him at twenty nine. I would think he moves him. No, I don't think I don't think he's one of the best eight keepers that he has. As much as I like Kipnis, I think the guys I just mentioned um, are probably better keepers. Yeah. Even a guy like Kozar could help somebody. Yeah. Espinoza. Looks like Trey Turner is going to be an outfielder for uh, Washington, so Espinoza should still get some time. Uh, Evan Gaddis, you know that catcher eligibility is nice. As as far as the pop you're getting from Gaddis, so I don't know how long Gaddis will play because you know everyone keeps talking about Alex Bregman, which just pisses all of us off that he's on Billy's team. So Billy's going to yeah. get even better here in a couple weeks. Um, but it looks like he may come up at the expense of A.J. Reed, who got demoted today. Yeah, I saw that. Tom's probably not too happy about that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, saw, uh, I saw an interesting quote on Twitter about uh, Bregman. Um, they said he's like the, I can't think of the guy's name, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the friend's dad has that car that he just puts in his showcasing yeah drive. Cameron Cameron's dad's car yeah I thought that was funny I shine, shine them up and they don't use them I own this guy in one league you know, that I'm in and I can't wait for him to come up um, just to see what he's gonna do I asked Billy about him a while ago and Billy basically said you know he's kind of untouchable which is crazy to think of a guy that you know could really improve his club to win it all but you know, Billy just keep, seems seems to keep hitting on these uh, these minor leaguers between Bogarts and Correa and now Bergman. Um, he seems to, to know his shortstops pretty well. Yeah. All right. So, I got a trivia question for you. 
So, based on the fact that AJ Ramos has 31 saves that we found out tonight, I want to know who the top 10 active saves leaders are in baseball. Man, okay. I'll give you a little bit. Well. And let me say, all right, it's top nine because... Ramos isn't? Joe Nathan is not active, (laughs) I don't think at least. And he's second, so... You're saying all-time. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant top 10 this year so far. No. Okay, that changes things because my first answer is going to be Jen Mark Gomez. You love him. Well, he's on my squad, and I know he saves a lot. So, all right. Um, let's go with Araldus Chapman. He's ninth, 165. Um, Craig Kimbrell. Sixth, 242. Familia has 34 saves this year. Don't don't talk so loud. Sorry, I, I didn't realize you couldn't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, this is difficult. Fernando Rodney. He's fifth, two fifty-three. Okay. Um, K. Rod. He's first, four twelve. Been outstanding. Hey, Justin Morneau hit his first homer of the season tonight. That's impressive. Pretty cool to see him um, back. Now, this is where I'm going to sound like an idiot. Because um, there's some big names on this list, dude. Jonathan Papelbon. He's third, 368. No, I was going to say, I don't want to say it. I'm not going to say it. You can whisper it. No. <laughs> Neftali Feliz. Uh, 22nd. Okay. That was the dumb one. That's all right. I feel like he's been around a while, but I don't, he hasn't really been a closer a while. He's played eight years. Jason Grilly. Um, he's been around a while. Maybe he hasn't been closing in a long He's time. Yeah. pitched 14 seasons and has 77 saves. Okay. He's 31st. All right. All right, so... Um, no, I don't want to help you. All right, that's fine. You got four guys left to name, I think. Yeah. Number four, number seven, number eight, and number ten. Joakim Soria. 
Joakim Soria is number seven. Okay. With 203 saves. Attaboy. Um, you said I'm missing some big names. Yeah. 12-year closer. In Jonathan Broxton. He's 15th. I uh, don't consider him a big name. Okay, well, I know. But he's he's a big guy, but it's not a big name. Um, Houston Street. Yep, that's the guy. Uh, fourth, 323 saves. <clears throat> How many more I got? Two left? Number eight and number ten. Okay, so that wouldn't be so bad if I missed these guys. Um, One of them, I'm shocked that he's on this list. But he's been awesome. All right. What about Jonathan Axford? <clears throat> he's 11th. 142. Okay. All right. I don't feel bad about that one. <clears throat> that's, a, that's a really good guess. I was worried that was going to be a bad guess. Um, all right. Here's a shot in the dark. Um, Sergio Romo. Sergio Romo is 29th, 80 saves. Guys like Andrew Bailey and Casey Jansen are ahead of him. I almost said Andrew Bailey. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you didn't. All right, I think... Uh... Matt Caps is ahead of him. But Matt Caps is 12th on this list. What about Mark Melanson? 10th, 149. One left. Let's go. <laughs> I was almost about to give up. <laughs> um, shoot. Jason Mott, how long has he closed? <sighs> Jason Mott is 39th. 39th with 60 saves. I just take it back. How good is this guy that I'm missing? Um, you could say he's the best guy in the game. He's the best guy in the game. You could say that. I don't think anyone would yell at you if you did say that. Uh, Kenley Jansen? He's the guy. Um, eighth. 170. Wow. Okay, I didn't think he would have been on there. Dude, he's been around seven seasons. Has he really? I, I had no idea. I didn't realize that. But, you know, the last couple of years that he's been closer, he's been as good as it gets. Yeah, he's legit. Yeah, so it kind of makes sense, I guess, that he's uh, he's up there. So, I thought that was interesting. Um, you know, guys like Houston Street... Are are impressive that with limited stuff they've been able to do it for so long. Um, and guys like Soria, uh, you wonder how they lasted for two hundred and three saves. Um, but I guess you know they had they had really good careers. All right, so nothing else that I want to talk about tonight. Are you good? Yeah, I think I'm set. Um... I guess one more name that might get traded if anyone believes in the knuckleball, Stephen Wright. (laughs) 
Sure. Just gotta make sure sure here's the name he, thrown on the podcast. So I want to make sure he's happy. He's been awesome, man. He really has. I mean, you can't take that away from him. No, but. he had another good start again last night. Yeah. Maybe yeah. uh maybe the Blue Jays should trade for him in the offseason and give him uh the Red Sox like their three best minor leaguers. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, that wraps up week 15 podcast. Um happy to uh finally get back on the horse. I know Cody was worried that we folded shop, but we've just been busy. You know, it's it's not that easy to get together and check your line. I mean, do a podcast. Um, so, you know, we got we got to find time to do it. Uh, and you know, tonight was the night that we had a chance to to get together. So, Shane is celebrating. Like I said, his girlfriend's birthday. She's one of those people that thinks her birthday should be a two week celebration. So okay. he's out. What's her name? Uh, her name is Kayla. Hey, happy birthday, Kayla, from Red Triangle Sports. Yes. Just want to give you a shout out. From Kyle at Red Triangle Sports. Happy <laughs> birthday. Uh, from all of us here at Red Triangle Sports, thank you for listening. Uh, and if you guys are fantasy football players, we are starting to put out our fantasy football podcasts. We did quarterbacks two weeks ago um, with our last baseball podcast, and we'll be doing running backs. Uh, either tonight or uh, tomorrow night. So look for that this weekend, especially with the news about Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Find us on Twitter at RedTriangle23 and look forward to uh, chatting with you guys again soon. Thanks, Kyle, and uh, enjoyed talking to you, and thanks for listening. Have a good one. (laughs) 